morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike Schlemillionaire Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. I'm not mad at that one. I'm not mad at Schlemillionaire. I had to practice that for like 45 minutes. Schlemillionaire. 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 That's good, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in uh, to this Muddy Waters Media production. Be sure to share this. Share, 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 share. As you know, all libertarian content is verboten on social media, and so we need your help to get around the various uh, blocks and shadow bans that they put out there. So be sure to share this content uh, far and wide. Be sure to like us on whatever platform that you were uh, watch- watching us on. Like us, follow us, subscribe to us, whatever it is on the thing that you're watching or listening to us on. And of course, if you are watching this on YouTube, be sure to hit Bell, the last thing we want is for you to miss out on a single minute of muddied goodness. Give the gift of Muddy Waters Media today. Kids love it. Kids love it. They First love and foremost, it. I would love, I would like to thank the fine, fine people at siestacava.com. Siestacava.com, where your kava naps come true. Um, for the kava that I'm drinking on today's episode. And I would like to thank the airport for this cartoonishly large bottle of smart water that I got <laughs> for the same for like 20 cents more than the regular bottle. This is where the airport gets you folks. They say, if you want a bottle, this like a normal size bottle, that'll be three twenty nine. If you want this one, this it's, it's a liter. No, it's a quart. A quart. A liter a, and a half. That's one quart. That looks this bigger is, than a quart. This is a quart. This is a liter and a half then it's 369 like it was like literally it was like 40 50 cents difference so thank you and you get to watch me like drink this like i'm a hamster so bula vinaka bula vinaka gotta do the donald trump drinking water thing it's tough like i mean this is i mean this is an intense bottle of water down that that is an intense bottle of water it's big. I'm that, thinking of keeping it. Like after I finish drinking this, I'm going to fill it up with like reverse osmosis water and walk around with it. Just like give people uncomfortable looks while I'm drinking it. So I look like, I feel I, like a child drinking bottled water. I am here. Like at, I can't get uh, my hand around it. I am here at one of the Timecode Productions studios where I now do my portion of the show um, here in Gulfport. And they have... They have me up on this screen that's a projection screen. Okay. And um, you can tell that this isn't an actual projection screen. They're just testing something out. But but it looks like a bit, my face looks like a bad acid trip because there's a slight fold. From the, so from looks, the projector screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but uh, if you are in the mood for, or if you are in the market for any videoing, uh timecodeproduction.com uh here in gulfport does fantastic work they got a lot of bun- they got a bunch of short films out and uh i wrote some of those short films so if you find those like those and um yeah they're a small business here in florida so if you need any filming or anything done they are a fantastic company who are allowing me to use their space nice shout out to time code uh, productions or time code studio and if you live in or around the myrtle beach area and want to record something in my guest room and hang out with me um 
you just shoot me a DM and we'll probably, <laughs> probably not do it because my wife will be like, why are you inviting strangers to our house? But also, in addition, we got this really cool, uh, it's the Jorgensen Cohen logo, but over the state of Texas, because that's how Texas is. Uh, we got right. this from the Amalang family as a gift. Um, and so we have these, we have two cool uh, glasses like this, but I'm not going to use it. I'm going to keep using the bottle. I'm using the bottle. This is how I'm doing the show all all night longer. We we also have fact checking on YouTube on us already. Do we really? Yeah, it says the AP is called the presidential race for Joe Biden. See more on Google. Um, this is on our on our on our thing. On on what is playing right now? Wow, because I can see it right there. Well, that's good. It's a good thing they didn't give us a chance to talk about things first. Um, right. <laughs> well, folks, before we get started, this episode, of course, is brought to you by that used to be brought to you by the Dadbot calendar, but we sold out. Oh, we, wow. so we don't. There are none left. But this episode wow. is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing waffle related caucus in the in any party ever. And honestly, possibly the fastest growing caucus in the party at the moment. It's been doing pretty pretty damn good uh and uh we've we've more than doubled in the last month and a half so uh be sure to check us out on our facebook group libertarian party wafflehousecaucus.com uh we will soon again have buttons we are dealing with the backlog of orders and then we will be restoring that you'll be able to get that at the muddy waters media store this episode is also brought to you by black coffee spelled b-l-v-c-k because nothing nothing matters this is 2020 nothing matters anymore and uh it is the most delicious cold brewed organic coffee that's ever been horribly misspelled. Uh, be sure to go to Black Brews, <laughs> BLVCKBrews.com, and be sure to use checkout code MW for free shipping. And of course, this episode is brought to you by Henry McMaster, who even after this election is and will remain a bitch. So we're still doing the Henry McMaster yes. thing, huh? Yes, Henry McMaster okay. is a bitch, and we're keeping that. We're doing that's not going to end now. That wasn't right. just an election day. That wasn't just a campaign thing. I, I I thought it was a lockdown thing. No, he's a bitch. Okay, fair. I I know uh, things I know about Henry McMaster, South Carolina, mm-hmm. and he's a bitch. He's a bitch. Yeah, that's that's my. That's entire... really all you need to know. Is that and I mean we were clear about that from the beginning when when I got that shortly after I got the nomination and I spoke with Joe's uh, team the first time I said listen uh, every episode we it's part, partly brought to you by Henry Henry McMaster and we say that he's a bitch and they said we're fine with that we agree so that was day one that was day one meeting day one meeting from none other than Stuart flood himself said that yes we agree henry mcmaster is in That's fact a, a bitch um so <laughs> sure um oh so later yeah. on today later on tonight oh, yeah. at the end of the show we are doing a hat auction you may have seen the promo graphic. It is a hat auction, y'all. Hat auction. And we're auctioning this hat. It is a Dan Berman taxation is theft hat, not a Liberty Hangout hat. It is a Dan Berman. This came before Liberty Hangout. 
This is a Dan Berman taxationist theft hat signed by me. Here you go. And also, and that's Lint. That's not actually, that's Lint. Signed by me and signed by Guy on Left. Matt Wright. I signed, the, I, I signed the left hand side. Yeah, this is actually how it's like. This is, it's on the left. Right. So it's on the, it's like how it should be. It's for, its natural for, fit. Um, for authenticity, for authenticity, I signed the left side. Yes. And I signed the right side. And the we will be auctioning that at the end of this show. So be sure to stick around for the entirety of the show if you want to make sure that you get this sweet-ass hat. Look at this hat. And this is signed. This is signed by the originator, one of the originators of Muddy Waters Media right here. Mr. Matt Wright, as well as former Libertarian VP candidate and Libertarian messaging Wunderkind, Spike Cohen. Wunderkind. Wunderkind. The Wunderkind. The Der Wunderkind. Der Wunderkind. Der Wunderkind. So Uber Wunderkind. Uber Wunderkinds. Uh, so now, speaking of Uber Wunderkinds, this brings <laughs> us to. The black cold brewed organic coffee, cold brewed caffeinated carapid fire segment brought to you not, again by Black Not so carapid today. Not it's very it's actually painstaking. Uh, yes. Brought to you by BlackBrews.com, BlackBrews.com. Use code MW for free shipping. Matt. So. Um... Libertarians. Yes. So before we <laughs> before we get into the the meat of this story, we need to talk about libertarians because we are libertarians. Um, this is uh, we're about to talk about the election results. The Libertarian Party, you may have heard, was involved in this election, and we did have some actually some good showings this year. Uh, over a dozen wins at the state and local levels, which uh, is not typical uh, during a uh, incumbent re-election year, um, the uh, incumbent re-election year for president. Um, we got major vote totals in Indiana and Arkansas. Donald Rainwater got what fourteen percent, and which is the highest that any uh, libertarians ever gotten in Indiana. Um, running for governor. Um, um, uh, Ricky Harrington got uh, thirty what thirty five percent in his 30, race. Um, I was going to say thirty three, but thirty three percent mid mid thirties mid thirties the highest that any libertarian has gotten to exponentially higher than any libertarians ever gotten there before. Um, they have laid the groundwork for future runs where they're now a much more well known uh, um, commodity in their states and uh, and will be able to uh, you know have an actual voter base this time around. They were both starting off with zero. Um, the, uh, we had multiple, uh, libertarians doing the best that libertarians have ever done across their state. And we had for, uh, Joe and I running for president and vice president, we had the second best showing, uh, for the libertarian party in the white house race, uh, which again happened during a, uh, pandemic and during a, a time when it was increasingly difficult for third parties to get their name out there. And during a, uh, incumbent reelection, uh, presidential race, uh, in which the media did everything they could to try to frame it as only two people that were running. Now, with all of that said, raise your hand if you are satisfied by that outcome. 
Yes, I'm not either. Uh, here's the reality. We're about to talk a lot about the election results. And we're going to talk about Democrats and Republicans because they are the ones who overwhelmingly won elections at all levels of power. They're the only ones who won anything on the federal level. They're, they're, they're the only ones who won anything at the, um, at the um, state level with the exception of a, of a few uh, libertarians that won in uh, state, um, state legislature, state house races for the first time in, in like 20 years. Uh, and they won the vast majority of citywide races, even though libertarians did win, I, I think, just over a dozen citywide races as well. The reason we're about to talk about Republicans and Democrats almost exclusively is because they're the ones making the news. And the reason right. that they're the ones making the news is because they're the ones that win the big elections. And this is kind of a brutal fact. I mean, I, I just ran at the top of a of, of the libertarian ticket. The reality is that it is crucial that we grow the libertarian party into something that makes news, into a formidable force that actually affects the conversation, that doesn't just affect things for us as libertarians trying to share the message, but actually affects the broader cultural and political conversation in this country. Until we can do that, we're always going to be on the sidelines. Joe and I started with a voter base of roughly half a million, and we more than tripled that, which is very impressive. But we started with half a million. The Democrats and the Republicans have voter bases in the tens of millions and in the millions and hundreds of thousands in each of the states. Most libertarians started their election this year with a voter base of themselves and a handful of their friends and loved ones. Um, and that is why that is a big part of, of what we need to end. We need to grow this party massively. We need to uh, keep with our principles and, and continue to grow it into a formidable force. We need to uh, we need to take these races seriously. We need to promote a culture of winning within the party, which is something that I'm working very doggedly towards. Uh, and so. I'm just getting started on this. Uh, we're just getting started on this. We are going to be promoting a culture of winning here at Muddy Waters Media and in the Libertarian Party. Uh, and so buckle up because we're going to be having fun. But in the meantime, this is the reality of what happens when you don't win big, is that we we aren't part of that greater conversation, at least not yet. Um, and go ahead. Uh, a few things before we jump into it. Um, mm -hmm. One, Mercedes Lynn uh, Domertowski, she got... 24.29% of the vote, which wow. Nice job. Yeah, yes. that's awesome. Good job. That's incredible. Well done. Um, and Doug Dry Doug, um, I don't know how to pronounce your last name and I don't want to butcher it. So Doug, uh, he says, Well, you're happy back in the ring in four years, and we're auctioning it off tonight. So that hat definitely will not be back in the ring in four years. Unless you sell nope. it. Nobody knows which hat he's going to have in four years. And that hat might be. We don't really know. That hat may not want to be in the ring. That hat may jump into the ring. We don't know. We don't know. We don't but know the what hat that we have go. is on auction tonight, autographed by both of us. We don't know. Uh, I have been asked a lot about, um, uh, about what I plan to do um, in 2024 and my short answer is that it really doesn't matter uh and by the way brad Barron, someone asked about brad Barron. brad Barron got four percent which is the highest as any libertarians gotten uh in a senate race in kentucky so we did fairly well across the board it wasn't enough to win and we need to change that moving forward right. what i've been telling people when they ask me if i'm going to run in 2024 is i have little interest in running for anything in which i know going into it that i don't have a shot in hell of winning 
I did that this time because I thought it was important to reach out to the grassroots and show that we could run a decent campaign without having to run a Republican without having to run someone who wasn't actually libertarian in their beliefs and policies. And we did do that. We showed that. We did better than Gary Johnson did in his first run. And uh, all other things considered, we showed that the problem isn't that we need to sell out our beliefs. The problem is just that our party's not big enough. We don't get enough attention. We don't have the wherewithal to be able to, to run a campaign that, that competes with the Republicans and Democrats, at least not on the national scale. We can do it at the city level. We can even do it at the statewide level. And it's possible we could even do it at state races like governor and, and secretary of state and things like that. Um, we need to have the funding to do it and we need to have the wherewithal to do it, but it's possible we can do it there. We aren't at a point where we can run. We have to run for White House because of ballot access. In order to be able to get ballot access in many states, we have to run a presidential ticket. But in terms of being able to win, I want to run for something that I believe that we have a shot of actually winning. And so my singular efforts are going to be on growing the party into a movement and a force in which whoever runs for 2024 actually has a shot at winning, or at least play very highly where we're not sitting here you know talking about how factors that had nothing to do with our campaign led to us getting one percent or three percent or two percent or four percent or whatever enough of that we've done enough of that we've been doing that for 50 years enough already it's time to move on to the next thing and the next thing is us being able to actually contend so that matters to me far more than if i'm running or if larry sharp is running or justin amash is running or pen gillette is running or whoever is running I, I'm less concerned about that than I am about whoever runs actually having a shot in hell of winning. So there. And honestly, when I, when I, cause for anybody who this is your first time watching, uh, I pretty much do all of the notes for all of the shows. And so when I'm doing, when I'm setting up the notes to figure out what we're going to talk about and I'll like message spike to get his input and, but I'm putting everything together. I want to talk more about the Libertarian Party. Absolutely. I really do. Mm-hmm. However, when we aren't being able to get into the news, there is nothing for us to really talk about. Yep. And I've always said from the time that I started this show four years ago in December, um, I wanted it to be an authentic news program where we weren't just pushing one agenda or another agenda um i always wanted to talk about what was happening in the news Mm -hmm. from our perspective from a libertarian perspective exactly and 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 pretending that this was a big year for libertarians uh well pretending that this was a big year for libertarians relative to republicans and democrats is simply not true was it a big year by our standards sure absolutely and that's great and i I, i'm you know going to be doing interviews of uh of all the libertarians that won their their races that's fantastic in order for us to grow into something where we are the newsmakers, we have to take it to the next level. And that is uh, absolutely crucial. The biggest uh, takeaway from this race is the people arguing over whether or not uh, Joe Jorgensen and, and I spoiled the race for Donald Trump because uh, we covered the spread uh, between, uh, you know, the difference between Trump and Biden. We got more votes than they did in, in many states, including many swing states. Okay, great. You're- you're also hearing that a lot about Shane Hazel in Georgia. Yes. Because he, uh, I think at last count, he was at 105,000 or 110,000 votes. Um, and the difference between uh, the top two in that yep. race is yep. much smaller. And what I've been telling everybody 
No. Joe, Joe Jorgensen and Spike Cohen did not spoil the race for Donald no. Trump. Shane Hazel did not spoil the race for either of the two people that were running at, uh, that are in the lead in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Most of the people who voted for Dr. Joe Jorgensen and Spike Cohen or for Shane Hazel were not going to vote for either one of the other two. Yep. They were either going to write in one of their friends. They were going to write in Ron Paul, depending on, you know, depending on which side of right, right, the, right, right. You know, libertarian spectrum you're on. Uh, they're going to write in one of their friends. They're going to write in Ron Paul or they weren't going to take the time to even fill out the box. Yep, That's pretty much like something like eighty-two percent of yep. libertarians. Yep, and of that eighteen percent who would vote Republican if we weren't in the race, it's pretty even. It, it's a fairly even yeah, split. It's, close. It's, it's about a sixty-forty split between Republicans and Democrats, but it's nowhere near enough to make the difference between right. the, the the spread. Now, here's what Shane Hazel did do. Because in Georgia for their Senate race, uh, someone has to clear fifty percent uh, to be able to uh, to be able to win in the first round. Shane forced a runoff, so yes. that is newsworthy. Now, it's not as though his votes would have gone towards one or the other, but if he hadn't been in the race, that would have been a lot fewer people that would have voted and would have probably and would have made the difference in probably one of them being able to uh, you know make it to, uh, to to not needing a runoff. So he did force a runoff, and he's helping to inject himself into that conversation as a result. And we applaud Shane and his, in all of his efforts in doing that. I'm ready for Shane to win. Me too. I you like, want, I, you know, I like he, Shane a lot. I like Shane a lot. People I like Shane a lot. People talk about how inspiring it is to hear from me. Shane is another one that you listen to him talk about our ideas and he is someone that gets you on fire for them. Uh, I want yeah. Shane to win. I want Ricky Harrington to win. I want Brad Barron to win. Um, you know, I want Kerry McKinnon to win in, down in Texas. I want Libertarians to win up and down the ballot. And the, the way to do that is to grow the party to that next level, to that next tier. And it's not impossible. It has been done many times by other parties across the country. All we have to do is get to work. Instead of waiting for the next Libertarian savior to come three to four years from now, we are our own saviors. We are the ones who bring the people into the party. We are the ones who grow the party. We are the ones uh, who bring us to the next level. If we don't win elections, then we are effectively a large debate club. And there's nothing wrong with a debate club, but I didn't come out of retirement to run a debate club. I came out of retirement to run a party into being able to win major elections, into being able to contend major elections all the way up to the White House and everything in between. Um, and so I hope that everyone joins me in that. And I don't, for anybody that tuned in to the election night special, um, Spike looked a lot different in that episode. He had a beard, more hair, younger. Yes. His name was Jason. His name was Jason. Uh, <laughs> his name was Jason. Um, if anybody tuned in for that, you saw, uh, you saw me talk about Jason and I both talk about all night long. During election season, we all get really, really excited yeah. for politics. Yep, yep, yep. And you have to, and everybody gets really excited. And they're like, yes, I'm going to libertarian so hard this year. And I'm going to help grow the party. And then election day happens. And then it just slowly peters off yep. until four years later. Yep. And what we need to do, what all of us need to do, is figure out a way to keep that burning inside of you keep the mm -hmm. logs of i think i said keep the logs of liberty burning in your stomach 
Yep. And you need to make sure that you figure out whatever it's going to take to keep that fire going. You need to find the right kindling. You need to find whatever's going to stoke it. And whether that's getting involved at your local affiliates, whether that's getting involved at the state, uh, at the state level or at the national level, if it means that you want to come in direct competition with Spike and me and do a podcast on Tuesday nights, we good. I mean, do it. I, I mean, don't, but don't do, do like, <laughs> A Do different like night, ten, but <laughs> Do it like yeah, a it started, different time. Yeah, it started like ten o'clock at night, or like six. Um, yeah, or don't six. compete Do like earlier. Don't get later. inspired to um, compete with us. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to do that. Don't do that. Um, this is our time. But, like this is Tuesdays right. at eight. Come on, Tuesdays at eight. Everybody knows. Um, Everybody knows. But no matter what, figure out what it is that's going to keep you energized about spreading the message about building the party about building uh liberty amongst your friends amongst your family amongst your communities you got to be you you have to be able to do that um you have to be able to do that for the next four years Mm -hmm. because that is when it really matters that is when it really counts and it's during those four years that you will truly convince people on liberty yep 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 if you can convince people in january that they really like Liberty four years from now, they aren't going to be sitting there listening to well, this is the most important election of our lifetimes. And if you don't vote for Nikki Haley, um, if you don't vote for Nikki Haley, we're going to oh, end up. God, with that probably Kamala. is going to happen too. Oh, no. I, I know you're going to end up with Kamala Harris as president. Oh God. Again. And so oh, you need gosh. to make sure. No, no. Because you're going to sit there and you're going to say no, because I know that both of them are trying to take away my freedoms. They're both trying to take away my liberties. And I am going to vote for somebody that will stand up and will make a difference that will stand up. That's going to be the race, isn't it? It might be. Oh, my Lord. What an absolute nightmare. Who cares about We have to fight back. If for nothing else, guys, this just got so much more serious. This is going to be the most important election of our lives. We have to stop Nikki Haley and Kamala Harris. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. God. <laughs> Already. 2024. Most important election. Already. It is Vote crucial that we do everything. Oh, man. Oh, that's going to be it, isn't it, Matt? Um, I'm going to. It's too early to say. Oh, no, it's Come... not. That's going to be it. Oh, no. Or Tom Cotner, some oh god, Harris. I feel good about that guess. I feel real good about that. Yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. Nikki that's gonna Haley, be Harris. Nikki Haley. I don't know. Possibly. It could, it I mean, that, there's a strong possibility, but it's early. What a nightmare, guys. We have to. Uh, uh, Adam Wegg says, "You know, it's serious when the Jewish man starts swearing to Jesus." Listen, this is serious. <laughs> okay, we need all hands on deck. We need Jesus. We need. Regular Jewish God, we need I don't, uh, uh, Allah and Krishna. Like, we need everyone here. We need we everybody. Need everyone on deck. <laughs> Guys, we need holy hell. This is like, I mean, seriously, like, this is what we're facing. You know, we get caught up in the stasis of like, you know, it's Trump versus Biden. Well, Trump's gone now. And there's now there's a strong likelihood he could end up getting the nomination for 2024. There is. You don't know. You don't know. There's nothing stopping from. But regardless, this is this is what we're facing. We're going to face terrible, terrible options until we replace them. And 
It's one thing for us to go, well, you know, if libertarians were in charge, blah, blah, blah would happen. Let's make that happen. Let's make that happen. Let's put libertarians in the Senate and in Congress and in governor's mansions and in mayor's offices and and in city councils and in state uh, legislatures and, and, and in the White House. Let's do it. It takes growing the party all year long. And this is the perfect time to do it because the Republicans and Democrats are sitting on their laurels right now. We can go out into our communities and actually make a name for ourselves. We can do this. So right. with that said, here is what happened. Here, here's the Carapid Fire segment. Here is the Carapid we... Fire segment that started a half hour ago. So according to most sources, I think everybody but Newsmax TV, um, Joe Biden has been elected as the 46th president of the United States. But no, Real Clear Politics still hasn't declared it yet. Last I checked. Oh, really? RCPS? Yeah. Hold, hold, hold on. Yeah, I think I think there's still some holdouts here. Uh, I, yeah, I, I they, they got it. They got it. 259 to 214. So you don't oh, know. Wow. Yeah. RC, RCP holding out. RCP holding and, it down. Then I and like I went through a bunch of different sites mm. and I said. Called it, called it, called it, called it. And I went to Newsmax just because I said, maybe not. <laughs> there was one. Was There's like, an election? They definitely, man, I was watching Newsmax TV at like 4 a.m. election night. That was just like the dirtiest, dredgiest news show out there. It was amazing. Yeah. It was so it's like it was like watching Skinamax. <laughs> it was like watching Skinamax when you were in high school, except it was news and it was great. Um now here's the now, thing. Now now good news is that uh Don uh Joe Biden, who is projected to be the next president of the United States, uh did come out and um he gave a very conciliatory speech. And I had a nurse at, at uh nurses at uh, Walter Reed Hospital who would bend down and whisper oh, in my ear. Wow. They'd go home and get me pillows. They would wow. make sure they'd actually, probably nothing ever taught in, uh, you can't do it in the COVID time, but they'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make oh, me so. move, to get get me moving. Oh, so. I saw... Biden WR in the comments, and I was like, I have no idea what that means. Walter Reed. Yeah. And then as soon as you hit play, I started laughing. Um, yeah. Good old Biden, Walter Reed. Uh, but someone now, who did not, yeah, one of the people who has been denying this one, is Trump. One of the many people who have been denying uh, Biden's win is, in fact, the 45th president, yes. Donald Trump, mm -hmm. who has been tweeting out furiously like a four-year-old on meth yeah. that he is the rightful winner and he is the actual and legal winner of this election. It was so bad that usually we try to get a screenshot of like one of his most choice tweets. I couldn't choose. No. There's hundreds of them. It's There's like the last five days of tweets have just been, just been, Per, like you can't distill it down into one or two. I would have had to just flood the screen with hundreds of his tweets. It is primo boomer post. Oh my all gosh! Caps, all caps. All caps. All short. And I am the legal winner. Stop you, counting. Seventy-one million legal votes for me, yes. most by any president ever. Those yes. are two tweets, by the way. Um, just 
just so great to watch. It's every boomer relative that you've had to unfollow (laughs) on Facebook as policy. Yes. It's been just... He tweeted tweeted something today that didn't have anything to do with the election, but it was still all in caps and it was short. And it had to do with... God, I I, I should have grabbed it for this show. But I saw it and I went, that has nothing to do with the election except he's not breaking he's not breaking the style now no he's, he's just, just keeping with this this is how right. he's going to tweet from now on i like how he 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 ho- he started a uh he hosted a uh uh, uh, uh press conference that was going to be at four single four, four seasons total landscaping i'm pretty sure what happened was that his booking team booked the wrong four seasons and I'm just trying to picture what that phone call was like. They called Four Seasons Landscaping Company and said, yes, we'd like to host in your hall. And they said, okay, we have a <laughs> parking lot. And then and then it just happened there. Um, I just love it. And they went with it. I love that they went with it. And it's like in this, like, you know, it's it's uh, the Four Seasons in like uh, in, in Pennsylvania. And it's, it's uh, in Philadelphia, I believe. And it's in like kind of a like you know like an industrial part of town. It's in between like a sex toy shop and a and a and 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 this this uh, this landscaping company. It's just perfect. It's perfect that that's where this ended. It started at a golden escalator and it ended and it, at the Four Seasons total landscaping, landscaping. parking now, lot. And to give uh, Four Seasons total landscaping some credit, yes. they are now selling merch. Yes, that is. Mm, just chef kiss so beautiful oh gosh make america rake again (laughs) i love listen if you can lean into something this is their moment right like when's the next time some world leader is gonna book a a meeting at their (laughs) in their parking lot and the answer is i will do that because you have to forever forever that's gonna be my main place of going and doing press conferences is at the four seasons total landscaping like you, you know, Giuliani to. showed up to that and he was like, this is not the Four Seasons. And his press agent went, well, technically, it is. It, is. it kind of is. I just love it. I love it. I love it. It makes me so happy because then they went with it. That's the best part is they're like, they couldn't admit that they screwed up. So they just went with it. They're like, yeah, at the Got landscaping. Okay. To. I love it. I love it. It it was, especially as someone who just had to deal with daily event planning and having an advanced team of having to plan stuff, I totally feel their pain and empathize with them in like, you know, oh, that four seasons? All right, well, I guess we'll do it there then. I'm not saying that's happened to me, but I'm not saying it hasn't. Um, now, as we said last week, <laughs> As we said last week, um, this is going to be a long decision. And yes, most places have called this for Biden. Mm-hmm. And Biden is out there saying, acting as though he's won, as he should, as he absolutely should. But we also said last week, and I'm pretty certain in weeks before that, that this was going to be an election that was decided by the courts. Yeah. And... I am pretty certain that most of the people watching this show 
can name at least six of the people on the electoral college this year. Um, maybe all nine of them. Yep. Maybe all nine of them. Cause I'm pretty certain there's only nine people on the electoral college this year and three of them Trump appointed. Yep. Um, yeah, this it's, one's going to go to the courts. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely going to the courts. If it was, it was going to go to the courts regardless. That was a safe bet. You know, we didn't, we never thought it was going to be a blowout for either side. We thought that it would be pretty close, um, and we we were right. And we knew that if it were even remotely close, it was going to court. No, neither side was going to say, "Okay, well then I guess we just got to accept the results." That's what the winning side or the side that looks like they're winning always says: "Is it's right. time for us to come together as a nation." That, that's not what they would be saying. Uh, and the proof of that's 2016. The rules have been flipped. In 2016, it was the Democrats losing their 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 gourds and, and blaming Joe for or blaming Gary for for you know costing them the election, and it was Republicans right. saying we need to come together and unite behind our president. It's the same thing. It's whoever's right. in it's in front is saying that. If if the if the if the result of recounting or lawsuits resulted in it being Trump being the projected winner, it, the rules would immediately flip around. Yep, absolutely. Would absolutely flip around quickly, and um, and like I, I I've said this multiple times throughout the election. Um, maybe not on the show, but definitely two people voting libertarian really is the best way to get the most for your vote. Yes, because you get a vote for Donald Trump, you get a vote for Joe Biden, and I got to vote for Spike. Yeah. You so really, three, three votes in one. Yeah, it's three votes in one. I liked uh, on election night before the mail-in votes started coming in when it looked like Trump was going to win and we had people blaming us and like angry, like relatives angry tweet, angry texting me, you know, like, well, I hope you're happy. And I'm like, I'm thrilled. Um, and, yeah, and that turned into, oh, thank goodness that you ran. And it's like, okay, which is it? Did you think that I stole votes from Biden or did you think that I stole votes from Trump? You can't overnight think that my voters would have otherwise voted for Biden and then turn around and think that my voters would have otherwise voted for Trump. It, it doesn't work that way. It's, it's one or the other. That's, that's, and we don't have a forced runoff system, so it's not like with Shane where we forced a runoff or anything. If Biden won, Biden won. If Trump won, Trump won. It had little to nothing to do with us. I mean, when it comes to cult of personality, yes, it does change overnight. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah. Now, Trump supporters, uh, Trump supporters are out there many of them for turning point USA. Yes. And they're still out there fighting and they're tweeting about and saying that there is a chance the courts will be hearing cases about, um, Nope. Sorry. Swearing that by the time the dust settles, Trump will be reelected. Hashtag and stop the steal. Stop the steal. Stop the steal. Hashtag stop the steal. Stop that now, stealing. Biden voters are saying there's no way for election fraud to happen after complaining for four years that, memes made by russia created trump now do me personally do i think election fraud happened yes i think it happens of course every year. it always happens yeah yeah i think it happens every year do i think it was to the extent that trump would win probably not no probably not does the fact that wisconsin who had 66 percent turnout in 2016 72 percent uh turnout in 12 have roughly 90 percent turnout this year show does that raise some flags sure yeah 
do the hundred thousand uh hundred thousand vote jumps in both Michigan and Wisconsin raise a few eyebrows, even if they were both manual corrections and counts? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Uh does the fact that Trump had the best showing among minorities for a Republican in decades raise any doubt? Yeah, it does. Does the whistleblower in Michigan saying they were instructed to backdate ballots that got there uh, that got there late make me wonder if this wasn't a bigger thing? Yeah, but don't worry about election fraud. It's not a thing we need to worry about. No, um, there's definitely election fraud. Like I, I, there's I definitely election. The fraud. idea that there's not election fraud is as foolish as the idea that election fraud is widespread enough to it's actually more foolish than the idea that election fraud is widespread enough to affect the presidential election uh, if you do the numbers on you know verified election fraud in a given race it's anywhere between two one hundredths of a percent and five one hundredths of a percent let's knock that up by in it by you know by tenfold and say half a percent it still wouldn't be enough to to affect the presidential election it could affect some uh, Senate elections, it could affect some citywide elections, it could affect some statewide elections. It's not affecting the presidential election. There's also another question here. If you were going to steal an election, why would you do so in such a way that it made Joe Biden win the White House, but Republicans win literally everywhere else except the Senate, where it appears that they've lost one seat and They've lost one seat in the Senate, gained a few seats in the House, and gained hundreds of seats uh, at the state and local levels. Why would you do that? I don't know what the um, I don't know what the House. Let's look that up real quick. I don't know. I I checked it yesterday. Um, the the Republicans are uh, slated to gain six seats in the House. Uh, including I, Justin I was going to say it was five yesterday when I looked. Yeah, now it's six. The Democrats are going to lose Which, five. Libertarians are going to lose R1. And Republicans are going to gain uh, six. Um, and there's still 14 out. Yeah, and there's still 14 out. So it's likely, my understanding is it's likely that the Democrats will still keep their uh, tenuous hold on the House. But it's going to be close. And there's a good chance that Nancy Pelosi doesn't have the votes to be Speaker of the House. If you were going to steal the election, why would you just do it for Joe Biden and not anyone else? Right. I mean, I am a... Muddied Waters is on Parler or Parlay, however you say it. Uh, Muddied muddied Waters is on Parler. Um, And so I spend some time there every day when I make, you know, my one or two posts and then I like to scroll through mm-hmm. uh, just to see what they're saying. Yes. And in order to be true, what they are saying is they had to fill out hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of ballots and only Mark Biden. And just turn those in. There is no other way for what to have happened to have happened. What happened to have happened. There is no other way. It's just not possible. Now, Chuck Schumer, 
said about election fraud during his first statement from the floor after Tuesday's election. And I want to remind you, this is Chuck Schumer, who talked about Russian collusion and Russian interference in the 2016 election yes. for the last four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Republican leaders in Congress should also do the right thing. Republican leaders must unequivocally condemn the president's rhetoric and work to ensure the political, the sorry, the peaceful transfer of power on January 20th. Too many, including the Republican leader, have been silent or sympathetic to the president's fantasies. Yeah, that's definitely not happening. That's definitely not happening. Definitely 100% not happening. And Lindsey Graham, who I want to remind all of you, Donald Trump gave Lindsey Graham zero support in his Senate race. Did not come down and campaign for him once. Mike Pence did not show up once. Lindsey Graham who started out as a never Trumper, but turned himself into Trump's best lap dog over got, the last four years. Got nothing for it. Diddly. Diddly. And then as soon as the election was over, gave the president half a million dollars for his legal fund. Still not going to get anything for it. Still nothing. Had one of his closest races in, since he's been in the Senate against Jamie Harrison, who I live in South Carolina, so I can speak with some authority on this. Jamie Harrison seems like a nice guy. No one's ever heard of him uh, prior to his run. He was very, very, very progressive, especially for South Carolina. And yet he came within like, what, 10 points of beating of, of, of which in South Carolina is unheard of. That should not it's be anywhere of. near that. Yeah, that should not. Right. I'm going to actually look up that race because that was a that was like one of those where it really should not uh there's no reason that that should have been close at all. Um, right. Let me pull that up. South well, he's pulling that out. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, within ten, within 10 points. Was it 10 points? 10 points. Yeah. Yesterday, while Lindsey Graham was on the floor of the Senate in his uh, first uh, day back mm-hmm. since the election, he said that he was going to ask Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to create a joint committee next year to probe mail-in voting if Republicans hold on to... Con- to, to the Senate. Mm. They are going, the Republicans are going to do what the Democrats what did the in Democrats 16. Just did. And we're going to go through four years of mail-in fraud, mail-in voting fraud. Mm. And everybody, everybody out there who was saying Russian collusion isn't a thing will now say mail-in voting fraud is a thing. And everybody who was going, no, we need to watch out for the Russian collusion. Russian collusion is now going to say, you can't fix an election. Yeah. You can't do that. Um, It's almost like they're a bunch of massive hypocrites. I was talking with a a, a loved one who is very, very staunchly Democrat. And uh, she was talking about how happy she was that we robbed Donald Trump of his election. I said, that's not how it works. And I broke down the numbers and I said, this is exactly what, you know, Democrats were angrily saying in 2016 about Gary Johnson. And those were the same voters that voted for Gary Johnson. So it's, it, you know, they wouldn't have voted for Trump the same way that this year, or they wouldn't have voted for, for Hillary the same way this year. They wouldn't have voted for Trump. And she said, yeah, but that was much different. The race was closer. I said, it wasn't actually, it was pretty much the same. It was just what mattered to you was which side was winning. And she had no response to that because yeah. it's true. All that matters is whether their team wins or not. Um, it's not even the policies anymore. Uh, it's literally just did that team win. Uh, we saw that with the Republicans. They didn't care that Donald Trump massively increased 
the net tax, uh, the, the, the net tax that the average American family was paying once you factored in his tariffs. They didn't care that he had massively increased the national debt. They didn't care that he kept the wars going and expanded the genocide in Yemen. They didn't care that he, you know, he was going to be tough on the border and he actually deported fewer uh, immigrants than Barack Obama did. They didn't care that he infringed all over their right to keep and bear arms and the Republicans and NRA did nothing to stop him. Uh, they didn't care about any of that. They cared that he makes liberals cry. It's all team sports. In all fairness, that was the best part of his presidency. It was the only part of his presidency that was the least bit redeemable. And I'll gotta lie, I forgot how delicious conservative tears were. Because it's been a few years. Yeah. It's been a few years. Because winning, winning, winning. You're going to be so tired of winning. Until he got so tired of winning, he decided to lose. It's really right. like, you know, it, I forgot. I forgot. I saw a meme today that I laughed so heartily at. And it was a picture. It was a screen grab from Back to the Future. And it had Donald Trump's face over Biff as he's waxing the car. And he was like, sorry, Mr. Biden, sir. I'm just putting the second code on now. I laughed so hard at that. Oh, man. Um, now, anybody that was watching the news leading up to, brought to you by Siesta Cava, um, anybody that was watching the news leading up to um, election day, mm-hmm. they were talking about how it was going to be a huge, massive blue wave. Yeah. And we've already kind of talked about it. It wasn't. It was not. Pollsters were wrong again. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, as we said, the Republicans are going to pick up. They've got six right now in the uh, House with a couple still waiting to be decided. Um, They've only lost one in the Senate. And that really, truly is going to come down to Georgia with Shane Hazel. Yep cause the runoff um so georgia and i think that i think they're going to be doing the runoff like january 5th or something something like that yeah yeah something like that um so they're going to go through this truly two very expensive elections one was a special and then one was the regular and both of them are going to go to runoffs and they're going to have to spend all of that money to have another election in just a few months. And that one will be for the fate of the Senate. Um, But what is most shocking, what is most shocking about anything that happened on election night was that the Democrats failed to flip one single state legislature, even though they spent massive money to do just that. Yep. And they lost a governor's seat. In Montana. Yeah, in Montana. Yep. Um, they spent massive money. And what that means, this was the biggest loss for Democrats yeah. uh, uh. in uh, probably about one decade, if I'm doing the math on that correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, the Democrats remained completely blocked from map-making process in several key states, including Texas, North Carolina, and Florida, which have a combined 82 congressional seats in 2022. That's 20% of the seats in, in the House. Right. Yeah. 20% of the seats in the House. The Republicans will be 
gerrymandering their way to winning yeah. as many of them as possible. Yep. And it looks as though Republicans will likely have total control over the map making process for 181 districts. While Democrats will have the map, uh, will draw the maps for 76 districts. Is there going to be a red wave in two years? So do you remember uh, 2010 was the year of the shellacking? Mm -hmm. Let me be clear. We got shellacked tonight. We took a political shellacking. Um, 2012, the Republicans, they lost the presidency, but they took over the, like they won the, they kept the house and they kept the Senate. They kept the house. Yeah, they kept that. And then in 2014 was the huge GOP wave that they were expected. The reason they were supposed to have a blue wave uh, this election was because it was six years after the big red wave in 2014. And they were having to defend all these seats that they were, you know, not going to be able to defend. Except they did. They lost one seat. Yep. Um, And that means that 2022 midterms could be big gains for the GOP in the yep. second half of Kamala Harris's first term. Um, I'm just guessing. You know what? I mean, it's not a conspiracy theory to say that it's it's possible, possible at the very least, that Joe Biden's not going to make it through his final term, his, his first term. There's no, there's no, it's not a stretch there, to say that this, the, there's he's, a chance he is not there in November of next year. This is the oldest man to ever run. He has been showing signs of, uh, I can't even call it early onset. This is right the time that you would get dementia. He's showing signs of dementia and Alzheimer's uh, very often, or at least dementia. I can't say Alzheimer's because that's a specific diagnosis, but definitely dementia. Um, he has shown other health problems where his eye just bursts into like blood. Um, like th- this is someone that has some health issues. Um, it is not inconceivable that this will be that Harris will become the interim president until 2024. Right. Yep. Um, Oh, quick side note. Uh, The, the mask mandate that everybody was. Yes. That was kind of on the forefront of everybody's mind during the uh, election. Mm -hmm. The way that Joe Biden is planning on doing this is he is calling governors across this great nation um, and trying to convince them to start a mask mandate in their states. If the governors say no, he is then calling mayors and city officials to try to get that passed in the localities in order to force it upon the entire state. This is going to get tied to some kind of funding. Yes, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Now, obviously, as we said earlier, this election did not end the way that we wanted it to. But there are some positives. Mm-hmm. There are a few positives. Uh, with the Democrats losing seats in the House, potentially not gaining a majority in the Senate, looks like we will get, uh, what is it? Gridlock which will stop any major spending bills or theoretically stop any major spending bills unless the Republicans are like, okay, we'll give you this one, but you got to give us the next one, as yeah. we've seen a lot yeah, in the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah. Um, it at least and, gums up the works. Right. Yes. Any kind of massive infringements being passed in the traditional way. However, 
as we've seen more and more over the last 20 plus years, executive orders are just the way that we're doing things now. Yeah. Just, yeah. I've got a pen. I'm going to sign. Um, Especially on gun control. Donald Trump started this new idea that he would just pass gun control by executive fiat. And everyone went, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just bump stocks. Oh, it's not a big deal. It's just suppressors. Oh, it's not a big deal. It's just long barrel uh, pistols. Joe Biden can do it for anything. And he mm-hmm. can say, hey, I'm just doing what Trump did. And the NRA blessed it. And he'd be right. Yep. Because this is a long con. That's how long cons work. Um, so we will see. But, you know, one thing is that uh, Donald Trump has put a uh, uh, a third of the uh, Supreme Court up. But we don't know with how they're going to judge in the future. Um, we have no idea. There's one thing we've learned about judges is that they rarely end up being what is expected. Uh, we currently have a, what is it, 7-2 Republican appointed court. 6-3. Six, 6-3 six, three. Uh, six, conservative, but 7-2 Republican appointed. Oh, is it 7-2 Republican appointed? I, I believe appointed? so, yeah. yeah. Or is it 6-3? I think it's 6-3. No, it was 7-2 when they overturned, when they when they uh, uh, ruled on Roe versus Wade. Um proving that it doesn't matter which party appoints who Roe versus Wade isn't going anywhere. And you really can't even tell what they're going to do on anything else. It's, it is a, a, a Republican majority Supreme court ruled that Obamacare was constitutional, which is just nonsense. So, and that specifically the Obamacare mandate was constitutional. So you don't know how they're going to rule. Um, and we're actually going to get into that a little bit later. Yep. Um, but that is Trump's legacy. The courts are Trump's legacy. Yes. In four years, he appointed the second most of any president ever. Jimmy Carter, another one-termer, is number one. He appointed four? No, he actually didn't. Well, courts... Uh, judges across the entire board oh okay okay not just the supreme court not just jimmy carter didn't didn't appoint anybody to the supreme court oh but just the the, so many judges to the article three courts ah okay has Uh, anyone appointed more than three to the supreme court no reagan got three and i think that i think reagan and trump are the only two that got three uh, I believe so. Well, okay. So the only other one, uh, no. So uh, George Washington got twelve. How did that happen? And uh, Roosevelt, got, Roosevelt got nine, and John Tyler got nine. Okay, so the thing I was looking at only went back to when we went to the nine. Oh, okay, so this was back before that. Okay, 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 okay. All right, never mind. All right, at any rate, yeah, we don't we don't know what's... I mean, in theory, it's good to have gridlock, but we've seen that whenever it comes time for them to get together and spend trillions of dollars to hand to their billionaire cronies that put them in office, there's little that stops them from doing that. Uh, whenever it's time to, uh, you know, 
renew the Patriot Act or renew the the funding for the wars overseas and all that stuff uh, and further infringe upon our rights. They typically come together to do that. But there's at least a little bit of the gumming up of the works when the when there's you know, when it's having to be done, uh, one party working together. I do think that we're going to go back to the status quo, uh, hopefully, where, you know, when uh, Biden tries to do gun control, uh, the Republicans will fight tooth and nail, which will be funny because they did nothing for four years. I mean, when it comes to like Republicans are suddenly going to care about debt and spending and they're going to start fighting for gun control all over again, which they have been massively silent on for four years. Yeah. Democrats aren't going to say anything about foreign wars. They're not going to say a single thing about criminal justice reform. And when the vaccine comes out, they are going to line up to take it and be like, it's safe because it's Joe Biden's vaccine, even though it was made under Trump. And a lot a lot of the Republicans will, in their effort to try to protect Trump's legacy, will say, this is the Trump vaccine. And no one will be saying, why are we giving everyone and trying to give everyone a vaccine that just came out a matter of days ago? It, that's based yep. on an entirely new technology. This is an RNA-based vaccine. We don't know yep. what it's going to do. This is something that, in theory, we should be spending years or even decades of safety testing on animals before even putting it into a person. Uh, they've already started human trials. God forbid this thing is the nightmare that some people think it might be. Uh, you know, and, and they're trying to for and and if they actually try to force people to do these uh, vaccinations, we don't know what it's going to lead to. It, this mm-hmm. this is dangerous stuff. I'm not anti-vax. I am anti being told I have to inject something into my body that just got developed a matter of a few days ago or a few weeks ago. Yeah, I I am all for vaccinations, but I am not taking one that has not been field tested for quite some time. Yeah. Um, Especially me. I have an autoimmune disease. My immune system already acts screwy. I don't need something that might make it act screwier. Now, uh, because of the way that everything has worked out, and if the Senate does happen to go to stay with the Republicans, that would mean no future state, no statehoods for Puerto Rico and D.C. Yep. That would mean that expanding the court would not happen. And it would also uh, make it difficult for certain cabinet positions to be filled by certain nominees. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren for treasury secretary is one of those because that's what she's been gunning for. And she would potentially be the worst treasury secretary since Alexander Hamilton. Arguably, Uh, although I don't think anyone can beat his record. Right. Worse since worse since. Yeah. Worse since not worse than. Yeah. Okay. All right. Right. Um, And so a lot of people have been talking, you know, what went wrong for the Democrats. And one of the major themes that people have been saying is it's that evil word socialism. And even former Senator Claire McCaskill said they should stay away from words like socialism to try to win over voters in the future, which caused a little tiny outburst from a tiny little socialist from New York named AOC who said, why do we listen to people who lost elections as if they are experts in winning elections? 
that's not a bad question to ask. He, she also um, told us that we're not going back to brunch, and no one has clarified what. We're not going back to brunch. We're not going back to brunch. We're not going back. We're not going back to brunch. I'm sorry. Which I don't know if that was ever explained. What that means? Uh, it's because of the quarantines and the business closings, and you you weren't going to be able to drink at breakfast in New York anymore. I think. I'm going back to brunch. I don't. I'm care going back to. I'm, I mean, I don't I've, drink, I've but I will, brunch. I will enjoy my eggs. With whatever I want them with at any time of the day. And nobody is going to tell me not to. Yeah, I'm going to have a sliced mango and smoked salmon and orange juice whenever I damn well please. Yes. And I'm not letting some limp-wristed libtard tell me otherwise. Oh, um, completely off any topic. Yes. Superfan Sarah Anderegg and I went to lunch the other day not brunch this was more of a liner sort of scenario liner okay liner lunch dinner um it was somewhere in between those two times okay and there is a place here in saint pete called joel's and it is a fabulous jewish deli and the amount of salmon that they have for sale there oh my friend my friend, it was glorious. I, I, I got, I got a half a pound of their salmon salad, <laughs> which goes perfectly on a bagel. Oh gosh, Sal- salmon salad! Oh. It was. Oh man, I'm fantastic. Eat salmon so hard after the show, you have no idea. Oh, I bet. I'm going to. And next time you come to visit, we will just go to Joel's. We'll just go to Joel's, and I'll live there now. As many of you may, <laughs> thank you, uh, Jay Adam Weggs, for the $2 because we're going to fight for our right to brunch. <laughs> um, now, as many of you may know, December will be the anniversary of this uh-huh. show, yeah. and we will be four, which means we'll be in the you know, fourth we anniversary. We will be this many. We're going to be this many because we started it December of 2016. And uh, so, yeah, we'll be in the fifth season of this show, and it's going to be a wild season. It's going to be a wild season because I'm not 100% sure that we're going to know who's president yet. There's a decent <laughs> chance that we don't, that the president might change. What if, what, do, do we know for certain that Joe Jorgensen isn't going to be named president? Yes. But, yes. but, but it's possible that, that Trump might win it. We really don't know. No clue. If you ask no any Republican, Trump's going to win it. That's true. If you ask they really any like they're they're really right now they're like it's not over and I'm like it's it's kinda, not over. It's, kinda, it's over. No, it's over. Kinda, it's Every Republican's over. like, "No, nah, it's not over. It's not over." The courts are going to turn this around and they are all so they are all Every single one of them is banking on the 6-3 Supreme Court to overturn so much of this stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. And none of them, miraculously, none of them, remember the 2012 Supreme Court case that was challenging Obamacare, and John Roberts, appointed by George W. Bush, went, yeah, it's a tax. Even though throughout the entire, everything leading up to it, they're like, 
It's not a tax. It's not a tax. It's not, not a, a tax. tax. It's not a tax. Because you if it had been a to... tax, if it had been a tax, then it was passed unconstitutionally because that's supposed to originate from the House. So right. it was a lie. It was either it was either a tax and it was and it was unconstitutional, or it wasn't a tax and it was unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional. And instead, he said it's kind of a not tax tax that mm-hmm. lets us keep it constitutional. Um, also, they're comparing this to Bush versus Gore. That was a lead of a few hundred in one state. We're talking leads of thousands Listen. and tens of thousands in multiple states. It's a completely different level. Could it happen? It could absolutely happen. Is it likely it to happen? Absolutely it is, happen. It can. Stranger things have happened. Is it going to happen? It is very unlikely to happen. I would anticipate yep. it not happening. I don't think it's going to happen. It's not going to. However. Happen. Season five of Muddied Waters of Freedom is going to be fantastic. We it's going to be no fantastic. Way. It's going to be the best season you've ever seen. The best season of Muddied Waters of Freedom. Um, and later on just, on this show, you'll be able to find out how you can enjoy season five of Muddy Waters of Freedom wearing while wearing this hat. hat. That hat. Because we're ending this show with a hat auction. But we'll hat get to that auction. later. Hat auction. Burr, burr, burr. Hat auction. But we'll be doing that later. This next tap topic is something we haven't done in a while, man. We have not done this. Like, so Jason and I did it the other day or last week uh, a little bit just to kind of get some people's opinions. Oh, okay. And good. some of the messages coming in, they were just words of encouragement. And to all of you out there, thank you. Thank you. Thank so you. So this is the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor Colin moment. Brought to you by Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. If you live anywhere near the uh, Tampa Bay area of Florida, really anywhere in Florida, and you are injured personally, go to chrisreynoldslaw.com or just look for this man's smiling face. He'll probably be there. He will. He will almost assuredly be there. And so we actually have a question. You can call in. Uh, moving forward, you can call in by going to anchor.fm slash waters. Right. And then you can and then from there you can leave uh, questions for us and we will answer them. You can also donate to us because there's a donate link on there. You can give us some of that sweet, sweet moolah, but you don't have to to leave us a message, but you should. You should. So we have a question from Meg Jones, who I believe is in the is is joining us watching the show tonight. Um, She She is definitely in the comments. And she is, she has a question, so we're going to play that now. Hi, guys. First of all, Spike, I want to thank you for everything that you've done this year. It's been a wild ride, and your voice has meant a lot to our family and kind of finding our place in the political spectrum, and I appreciate that. But my question is more for Guy on Left. Um My question specifically is about the minimum wage hike here in Florida. I have big concerns because I've worked my whole life to stay above minimum wage. Now that I'm going into business for myself, boom, if I fail, I'm going to be right at minimum wage. There's no way around it. Um, Do you know if there's anything that they are planning or that we can do ourselves on a local level to fight it. Um, You know a little bit about the area I'm from, and honestly, we're just not prepared for the economic hit. So um, any encouragement or advice you could offer would be fantastic. So that's a question. Um, Yeah, so Florida passed a constitutional amendment 
to raise the yeah to raise the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour, starting immediately. No, it's going to go up to ten dollars an hour in September, and then go up one dollar a year until for five years. Okay. Um, and is there anything we can do to fight it? No, not really, because 64% of people in Florida voted for it and they just don't really understand how that's going to, how that's going to, yeah, what that's going to do. However, however, you may remember back in 2014, we voted to legalize medical marijuana. That went through uh, the state legislatures. And by the time it got to the governor, you were only allowed like one strain and you couldn't smoke it. That has now since changed, which is good. But my hope is that they don't do what six, like normally I don't root for this, but I really hope that they don't do what 64%. They ignore the 64%. Uh, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, the Floridians voted for, and they somehow make it where they aren't going to do that, at least for a, quite some time, until there's a way to undo it. Um, because raising the minimum wage is only going to cause prices of everything to go up. It also causes, even, it, it does cause some price increases. What it causes more of is people losing their jobs and getting the real minimum wage, which is $0, which is what you get paid when you don't have a job because the majority of small businesses can't afford that hit. And so they go out of business. The crony companies who push for these regulations and who, you know, talk it up in their, in their, in their pop culture, uh, you know, um, propaganda mouthpiece media that they control, they can't afford it. And they're perfectly fine with taking the hit. They're more, they're fine with paying more for labor than it's worth as long as their smaller competitors can't afford it. So now you have what happens there? More smaller businesses go out of business or just fire as many people as they can and find exemptions around it. Like if you hire, if you have your kids working for you, if you have your family working for you, sometimes there are exemptions around that. So you find all these little like ways to get around it. Bottom line is fewer Americans are able to find work. That drives up the supply of Americans looking for work while simultaneously driving down the demand for Ameri for labor in Florida. Demand goes down, supply goes up. That's called a glut, which means that the value for that labor goes down. If they simply, and they know they're doing this, it's the voters who don't get it, but the policymakers and the cronies who push these policies absolutely get it. If instead they they deregulated, which would cause the value and the demand for labor in Florida to go up and subsequently cause the supply of Floridians who are looking for gainful employment to go down because they would be able to find good employment, that would cause the value to go up. Now you wouldn't be talking about a minimum wage anymore. People would be making even more than a minimum wage and the small businesses would be more than able to pay it because of thanks to deregulation, they'd be making more money and could afford to do so. Who would that hurt? Politicians and cronies. And Meg said in her comments yeah. or in her message, she said that she was uh, starting her own small business. And I, and I know this about her. She and I are friends on Facebook. We talk often. Um, at the beginning, she's not going to be making $15 an hour. Yep. 
Because anytime that you are starting your own small business, you don't make that. We've been working on this show for four years. We don't make that. And she's going to be going, who knows how long, unable to pay anybody, unable to hire anybody to help her out because she's going to have to do it all without making the minimum wage. Yep. Now, somebody in the comments said, I wish that I kept it there. Uh, They said, I wish that people would stop talking about wages and instead talk about inflation. Inflation is the major reason that wages, people say we need to raise the minimum wage. Yep, yep, yep. And here's another thing. Super fan Sarah Anderig brings up the fact that because of the minimum wage, because you now have an increasing number of people who can't find good employment, if employers know that they can have to pay a fixed, a, a minimal amount, and they have their pick of the litter of who they get to choose for those jobs, they're going to require, as as uh, Sarah said, they're going to want to hire more skilled workers for even for jobs that don't necessarily require those skills. They're going to want people that have done, you know, have a full college degree and have four years of experience and have this and have that and have this and have that. That's been a major complaint among millennials and Gen Z workers is that they can't get a foothold in the labor market. Well, surprise, surprise. When it is a, when it is a buyer's market for labor, and not a seller's market, when it's the employer's market for labor and not the employee's market, they can set whatever criteria they want. They'll be able to find more than enough of it because there's plenty of people looking for gainful employment. And if you don't fit their criteria, guess you just got to live on welfare because you certainly can't start your own business, not with all of the occupational licensing laws and zoning laws. Especially in Florida. Especially in Florida. Good luck on that. So you either have to go do something illegally that should be, and I'm not even talking about selling drugs or anything like that. I'm talking about like, you know, doing landscaping, but doing it illegally because you can't afford the tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in barrier to entry costs, licensing costs, zoning costs, all everything else to be able to do it legally. And you're not going to be able to find a good job working for someone else, even at freaking Starbucks, because they're going to want, you know, a college education, even to get a job there. So you're just going to have to rely on those politicians that helped you out there. This is what Republican economic policy looks like, and it benefits them because they have more people that rely on them to be able to make ends meet. And it benefits the cronies who put all their smaller competitors out of business and made it harder for them to do business. I will say, so I will say that, um, God, what is that guy's name? The guy who started this amendment. I don't remember his name right now. He, Everybody thought he was going to run for governor. He was big into the legalizing of marijuana and everybody said, oh, he's going to run for governor. It's going to be great. He did. He started this amendment. Um, he started this amendment to put to make it $15 an hour because he knew that the Republican legislature and Republican governor would never pass it. So instead, he went to the people and he goes, hey, let's make it $15 an hour. We can circumvent them. And in Florida, something like 75% of amendments pass because people just go, yes, 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 yes. It was really smart for him to do what he did the way that he did it. Yep. However. And now if the government, uh, you know, tries to put a kibosh on it, now they're going against the will of the people. And that's correct. They're going against the will of people. Thank you, Stacey Diaz. Morgan and Morgan. John Morgan. John Morgan is his name. From Morgan and Morgan. 
Also, we got a couple of shout outs here. Adam uh, donated another $2 and said, I retract that statement. Fight for Linner instead. Hashtag fight for Linner. Um, Jordan Fetcher donated $4.04 and said RIP voting machines. Um, and uh, and Ignat71 donated $5 and said, so good to see the band back together. Thanks for all you do, fellas. Hey, thank you, guys. Thank you for thank your you. donations. And uh, you two can donate on YouTube using the super chat function, however that works. Yeah. I don't know. So not sure. So that brings that was the sole question on the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds attorney. We, oh no, nope. we did get we did get one during that. Oh, did we? If you want to, yeah, we did. If you okay, want to play, cool. here, let's do it. Uh, it's uh, five seconds long from Andrew Brown. Here we go. When do you think we will have a gold wave? Oh, a gold wave. Hopefully soon, oh. Andrew. That's what we're fighting for. I mean, it, Hopefully we'll, soon. Ha- we'll have a gold wave as soon as we grow the party into something that is able to do that. You know, we have so, great ideas. People love our ideas. We have to get in front of enough people for them to even know we exist. And that's been our biggest problem. It's a good problem to have, but it's our problem. It is what is keeping us back. So I am. that is my singular focus in the coming years is to grow us into something that can do a gold wave. So here in Florida... We have a large percentage of libertarians. And uh, I know that in Frostproof, at least of last year, I'm not sure if it's still the same, um, there was a libertarian mayor. Martin Solden was his name. Um, And I don't remember the name of the town that Jared lives in, um, but uh, Jared Graffoni also won, and he was on the city council. Uh, of his city here in Florida. You're seeing... You're a, 2914B. Yep, knew that. Um, my phone thought I said, hey, Siri. Oh. Yeah. Um, but um, you're seeing that libertarians are starting to win in the local races. Yep, yep. And that is where it really counts. And that's where it really matters because that is where one, you can affect the most change on a community, but also that is where you show everybody else that what you are doing, that being a libertarian works. Yep. That it actually works at the most acute and local level possible. You can show that it works for everyday, everyday life. Right. And having the, having those wins, having Martin Sullivan and uh, Jerry Graffoni and the girl you had on your show. Cleese Mara. Yes. Having those people in at the local level, that builds toward having the gold wave. Yep. 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 Winning locally is what will eventually get us the gold wave in the future. Yep. But that means that one of you out there, maybe two of you, three of you need to run locally. Mm Mm-hmm. And you need to be able, and you need to put your ideas forth, and you need to win locally, and run and to then, win. Don't just run and, and run say I'm running Don't for city run. council. Run to win. Have a team. Have a strategy. Have a, a you know. Reach out to people like Kalish Morrow and Brent Olson and the people that have created winning strategies for winning yep. local and statewide races. Let's do this. Like let's actually do this. It can be done. It's happened hundreds of times for the Libertarian Party. There is a way to do it, but it requires actually doing it to win. And what happens there is you start getting people joining you 
that are already in elected office. So Kalish Morrow gets elected. The next day, Francisco Ramirez, who is the uh, vice mayor of Hanford, the city that she just got elected to the city council of, he switched gold. Why? Because he was already a libertarian, but he ran as a Republican so he could actually win the race. Now that he sees it's possible to win his race as a libertarian, he's switching to the party. And that will happen up and down the ballot across the country pretty quickly. When they see libertarians winning in city council races, in state house races, in state senate races, in governor's races, in congressional races, in senate races, in county races, in all these different races, you'll start having some very liberty-minded people who have had to tow a line that they didn't want to tow in order to be able to get elected in the first place, leaving the Republican and Democrat parties and joining the Libertarian Party, where they actually feel more at home to begin with and will no longer have to toe a line that they didn't like because now they don't have to worry about doing that to get elected victories happen large and small but we have to have a culture and a mindset of winning and that is what my singular focus is going to be on it's not just getting more people into the movement it's not just making sure that we stay principled it's not just creating and cultivating homegrown talent that can win these races it's not just learning about how to effectively message our ideas to people it's also about having a mindset and a, a desire and a culture based on winning instead of failing well. We've been failing well for decades now. That era needs to end. The era of failing well needs to give way to the era of winning, and that's what we will start immediately. Now, um, Kalish Morrow is in the comments right now. What's up, Kalish? Congratulations. Uh, Travis Pfeiffer. Travis Pfeiffer, I'm guessing that's your name. If you're looking to run locally, reach out to that guy um <laughs> reach out to that guy or uh reach out to sure um or reach out to your lo- reach out to your locals reach out to people who have already won mm-hmm. reach out to kalish Morrow. yeah reach out to the people who have already won and take from their plan take from their uh game plan figure out what you can do to copy it because you're not trying to reinvent the wheel you're just trying to make the wheel slightly better that's what it is I mean, I'm trying to smash the wheel, but yes, um, the, so I want to, uh, oh, by the way, oh, Risa, Risa Willis, thank you. Yes. Risa Willis, $15, but a horrible slur saying that the lizard store does not exist. Uh, that's a terrible slander. And how dare you? Uh, Kernu Langus asks, Spike, can you expand on why you and Joe were unable to get on Joe Rogan this cycle? Did uh, Dave Smith block us? I was disappointed that Rogan didn't have you on, but voted for you at the same time. And apparently Joe voted for us as well. Joe Rogan announced on election night that he voted for us. We reached out to him multiple times to be on the show. My understanding is that we were actually in talks with being with him on the show, that our uh, Joe's team and his team were in talks to have her on the show. Never turned into anything. In the meantime, he had Alex Jones on multiple times. He had Kanye West on multiple times. He had other people on multiple times. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not sure. I don't know. I wasn't privy to a lot of what happened on Joe's team. Uh, I was not part of the messaging uh, team. I was not part of the media team. I was not part of the marketing team. Uh, I really wasn't part of any of the teams. And uh, so I don't know the details, but I know that my understanding is that there were talks um, that they were agreeable talks and that they didn't go anywhere. Um, so I couldn't tell you. And he said he voted for us. He said he voted libertarian. He voted for Joe Jorgensen. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, so speaking of Risa Willis, do we want to, uh, do the unboxing video now or? Yes. Okay. So we, 
there was a gift. How long is how long is that video? It's like two minutes long. It's not long. Yeah, it's like two minutes long. Um, so we, I got a gift that I kept getting asked because I've been gone for months. Uh, like over the past, I, I I was home a total of like seven days, uh, and not consecutively, like seven days over the course of since July. Um, and so I would constantly get asked by Matt and Risa Willis and others. Um, you know, did you get the thing? And I'm like, what thing? Did you get it? And I'm like, I maybe. I don't know. In all fairness, when I was asking you that, that could have been a litany of things. That's true. There were many things that, did you get that thing I sent you? And I'm like, I, yes. yes right. I, I sent you a lot of stuff. You, you did send me a lot of things, but this specific thing. Uh, and so there's been a lot of, in, uh, a lot of anticipation of me getting to see the thing. Uh, and so we did, we were originally going to do it live, but apparently this thing came in a massive box and it wouldn't have fit in this. I wouldn't have been able to in, open in it sitting space. here. Yeah. It wouldn't even have been close. So, uh, instead we did an unboxing video where my wife inexplicably decided to stay 20 feet away from me. I'm not sure. I think she was socially distancing outside. I'm not sure what happened, but, uh, she did a video of me unboxing this thing. And so we're going to play that now. Hi, I'm Spike Cohen, and I'm doing this unboxing of whatever this is, and my wife is choosing to be 20 feet away from me for some reason. So this is a photo of my dog, Axel, that we had to uh, put down uh, back in August. It's actually a painting of my favorite photo of this Axel. Is... I don't even know how to respond. This is my uh, dog, Axel, that we had to put down back in August. And wow. Did Risa draw this? So I'm trying not to cry here. This is absolutely incredible. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. This is from my favorite photo of Axel. Um, I don't know what to say. Thank you, thank you so much. This, I don't want to start crying, so... This means, uh, this means so much to me. I, this means a lot to me. Thank you. So I'm not even, who, besides you and Risa, who else was involved in this? Uh, the only people that I know was involved was, uh, Risa and big shout out to her and, um, Steven, Steven Biggs, um, those are the those were the only two people I had any contact with about any of it. Um, I don't know whose idea it was. Um, I just know that Stephen reached out to me, um, and I gave I gave some a couple of bucks to help out with it. And I know that Risa was the one making it. And um, and I'll have to get a photo of it because it is it didn't do it justice in that video. It is photorealistic. Like if I it, remember correctly. And I don't have that Facebook anymore. But if I remember correctly, Risa post, 
posted a picture and anybody could see it that wasn't you. If so I remember everyone's already seen so, this mummy. So yeah, we so we I I I knew what it looked like. Um That's funny. But no, it was uh when when Steven reached out to me about it, I knew that that was I was like, yeah, how much do you need? Just let me know. Yeah. And um I knew that it would be something very special for all of us to be able to show you how much we care. Well, she said uh, about seven or eight people donated to help. She doesn't remember all the names, but thank you guys so much. It means so much to me. It is definitely going up somewhere very special. Uh, actually, I think it's going to go up right over here, right on this uh, wall right here. But I, um, I've been in, in, uh, impressed with Reese's work since I first saw it in like 2017 or 2018. Oh yeah, she is able to draw photorealistic people and animals and scenes and so forth. It looks like you're looking at the photo and it's not until you look very closely that you realize it's an actual, like it's a, it's a drawing. I remember when she came on my fellow Americans. Yes. You actually talked about that with her for like five minutes. Cause you Mm -hmm. said, I I remember you saying, you said, I've, you shared these pictures and I think they're photos of, of actual animals. They look like photos. Yeah. They're not They're You drew that. You, you actually drew this thing that looks like a photo, and you kind of like have like a mental, breakdown over how just insanely talented yeah they're incredible was. they're incredible and to have a my favorite photo of axel it was taken back in my old um back when i owned a, an office park and i was sitting in my office and uh axel was sitting there and i had just gotten him like i think like a, a couple months before and uh i was doing work on my computer and i looked down and he's like like that and uh, and so I took a picture of him because he was just so that was how he was. He was just sitting there always happy and like, are we going to do something? And um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to try not to cry, um, but it is. Uh, yeah, it's a big deal. Thank you, guys. I love you all. It means a lot to me. And uh, it is uh, I will absolutely cherish it because. Um, and I, I've definitely come a, a, a bit of a ways because um uh, my wife got me a mask with Axel's face on it, um, back in like, I don't know, maybe, maybe a couple weeks after he died and I like burst into tears. I, I wasn't ready. The fact that I'm able, it's, it shows, you know, in, in two and a half months I've been able to heal somewhat. Um, cause it, it's tough to have to, um, uh, put down your best friend and it was the right choice and I should have done it weeks before, but. It's one of the toughest things that you actually do is to choose to hold your best friend while they, while they put him out of his misery, and um, and then have to get on a bus and tour around the country. Um, so thank you, it means a lot to me. It really does. It really does. Thank you. And yeah, it you do so much for everybody in the party. Even those of us who didn't want to be in the party <laughs> forced us into it. Um, bought you a membership. <laughs> yeah, you bought me a membership. I think that violates the nap. Um, it probably does. A coercive right. membership. Or a coercive membership into the Libertarian Party. Um, but you you do so much for everybody. And if that is the least that we can do to show our gratitude for all that you do, I mean, you, 
you're an inspiration to so many. And on top of that, I get to have the joy of calling you my best friend and business partner. Thank you, man. So, yeah, man. I appreciate you, man. I love you. And I am so, I'm just so honored. And uh, there's no good segue because now we're going to talk about the Supreme Court. <laughs> Speaking of good friendships, Amy Comey Barrett is getting thrown into the mix immediately upon donning the gown with a case challenging the constitutionality of Obamacare, Matt. So as we all remember, and we've talked about this a little bit yes. uh, throughout the episode, um, back in 2012, the law was challenged and upheld with John Roberts, Chief Justice John Roberts, the George W. Bush appointee, uh, saying that it was within the purview of Congress to enact taxes and called the individual mandate a tax, yes. although it was started in the Senate and not the House, which wasn't constitutional. Either way, it was supposed to get knocked out, and instead he went, "No, it's the taxi, non-tax, taxi, tax." Yeah, we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep it because I'm gonna wiggle my way through it's this, so not everybody taxi, thinks taxi, I'm tax, like tax, just tax. a little bush bitch baby. And <laughs> jazz hands. So, as we also all know, in 2017, the tax rate for the individual mandate was effectively put to zero. Yes. Meaning now the law just says you have to buy a product and there is no financial or any punishment for it. You have to do it or else you'll have to pay nothing. Or you have to pay nothing or you won't get punished at all. At all in any so, way. <laughs> red states You'll just are have to live that, with being a lawbreaker. Right. <laughs> Which is my if favorite even, part of not you, buying insurance if now. You, is now is that you're breaking the law? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, red states are arguing that without the tax, Congress has no authority to require Americans to buy health insurance. Well, yeah. Right, which they shouldn't have had in the first place. Um, blue states, they're saying that without the tax or with the tax penalty at zero, there effectively is no individual mandate. So the law is not unconstitutional. And they are saying that it's more of a suggestion. That this law is more of a suggestion you should buy health insurance. Sure. So where they previously argued that the mandate was constitutional, now they're arguing that it's okay because there isn't effectively one because they can't do anything. So it's really it's saying you have to do it. It's the law, but we're not going to do anything to you is effectively just asking you to do it. Right. Okay. Yep. Now, if they find that the individual mandate portion of the law is unconstitutional, technically, they can only remove that portion of the law and they should leave the rest intact. Now, but now I thought there was a severability thing that if if that was removed, then the whole law had to be removed no not according to our attorney okay because he's who told me that or I maybe that's copied. what the maybe that's what the fight would have been over if they had ruled the mandate to be unconstitutional is is there right. severability can you is remove the mandate right. without removing the okay okay um now removing removing that portion the the individual mandate portent would be important right because if in the future Democrats or Republicans yeah. 
because I'm never going to rule them out. I will definitely uh, not rule them out. Yeah. They would not be able to put the penalty back in order to cover debts that they have run up in our names. Cause you can see that 2022 rolls around Republicans are like, Oh crap, we need to take care of the six billion, six trillion dollars in debt yep. that, um, $6 trillion in debt that Donald Trump ran up in his final year in office. And so we're going to uh, just put that back so we can try to get some of that money back. Ah. But that now, goes away if they, if they rule it unconstitutional. Right. Now, this is going to be a massive litmus test, lit, litmus test of the Trump Supreme Court. That's what if they're they, going to call this court for decades. For decades. Every time they do anything, they're going to call it the Trump Supreme Court to the try Trump to Supreme like court. to try to to diminish yep. what they're doing, not realizing that they are keeping Donald Trump fully engorged for the rest of his life. Yep. 100%. If they invalidate the entire act, yeah, based on the individual mandate it will be proven to be a super conservative court or a Trumpian court. Yeah. Yeah. More Trumpian than conservative. Yeah. According to, according to personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. And it will kind of guide us on what will be happening for the next 30 years. In theory. Yeah. In theory. Wow. That is wild. And here's the thing. If the Republican Supreme Court, the Republican Senate holds, they might gum up any works of Joe Biden appointing anyone or Kamala Harris or anyone else appointing anyone if they're able to hold the Senate. Right. So, guys, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I'm sick and tired of having it be decided by Republicans and Democrats, what can I do? The short answer is stay tuned and stay with us because we are going to be growing this party. We are going to be growing this movement and we are going to inject ourselves into this conversation. We are going to put people in positions of power and we are going to affect the conversations that we begin to be involved in what's happening here. And we aren't subject to the whims of two parties that often are just playing theater with each other. Um, we can actually take back that power and that money that's been stolen from us and put it back in the hands of the people and take back the freedom and put it back in the hands of the people. And it takes us becoming a force that is actually able to contest major elections and to get our ideas in front of broad swaths of the public. So stay tuned because that's exactly what we plan to do. And it starts with this hat. A decision on that case on the Supreme court case is not going to be, expected until next spring it's not decided until next spring and it starts with this hat it does it starts with that hat it starts with that this hat right there taxation is theft dan berman couture hat taxation is theft look at this this first of all look at the quality of this the stitching look at the fantastic. stitching on this it's like a quarter of an inch thick this is serious this is not like some cheapo hat this is a really, really nice, high-quality hat. I actually have this exact hat uh, that I've too. had since last year, and it is fantastic, and it feels amazing. We did, we got that in South Carolina. We got didn't that we? in South Carolina a year ago, yeah. almost to the day. That was like back in November third, a year ago. 
We were doing that. Now look at us. But we're now signing this hat. Well, it's it's one of the hats. It's yeah. So we're going to do an auction now, and we're going to have people do bidding. And whoever gets the winning bid, uh, you can submit your uh, payment to is it moneywatersmedia at gmail.com on PayPal? Yes. That is the link to be able to uh, make it. But the bidding is happening in the comments. Immediately, what? Adam Freeman, $10. $10. $10. We're starting at $10. I wanted starting to start higher, but we're starting at $10. <laughs> um, so we're starting <laughs> at 10 bucks, And all you have to do is comment in the comments, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Periscope, wherever you are, we can see it. Um, $15, $15, Adam, where I got $15, got $20, $20 here, $20. $15. We start, we're $20. at 15 or do we got 20 again keep in mind look at this hat look at the quality the 20, 20 BDS, from... bdsm guru wow uh bdsm <laughs> 30 dollars from, from adam bdsm adam guru Freeman. got btfo'd uh uh, uh $30 from adam we got adam, a couple, uh, we got some that? we got some regression here uh right yeah, now that oh adam uh, 35 dollars from adam we got a bid for 35 dollars from adam to 40 dollars from bdsm guru uh someone says flats no we're not doing flats here 50 dollars from valerie vega valerie vega 50 dollars we got 35 again we get we're going in regret 75 dollars from adam uh adam freeman we're up to 75 dollars from adam now, this hat has traveled across two continents yes or no two countries two one country. continent <laughs> where was this made uh, i don't know but i know where he sent it he sent it to me from mexico oh that's right uh, 80 dollars so, from bdsm guru 80, no a hundred dollars from tom arnold hundred dollars from tom arnold hundred dollars and this yes this is pure chaos hundred dollars from tom arnold i want to talk more about this hat because I want this dog 81. It's a hundred is where we're at right it's, now. We're, Sorry. We're at a hundred. On 110 from Adam. $110. Keep in mind, you actually have to pay this. Right. Just putting it out there. <laughs> so we're, we're at 110. I want to talk we're more about this hat because this is working. Um, here is 111 from Adam. Got, really? Okay. So different- 111. You know what? It's higher than 110. So, this I is. Think, I think Facebook must be on like a massive delay. That's what I'm thinking. YouTube. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking. We are at. So we're at 111, 120 from BDS uh, Guru. Uh, so we're up to 120 from BDSM Guru. Um, 120 from BDSM Guru. 125 from Tom Arnold. There you're it at. is. 125 from from Liberty Claus. From himself. Liberty Claus himself. This hat, folks. I want to tell you about this hat. 170 from Adam Freeman. 170 final offer from Adam Freeman. If anyone goes higher than Adam Freeman, it, you apparently will win because he said that's his final offer. That is his final offer. 170. Is 170. Let's we got we got to give Facebook a minute. Now this hat started started it got shipped to me. I, in Adam, Mexico. don't feel bad, man. I mean this one 171 from 171 BDSM from Guru. 171 from BDSM Guru. Came to Florida, went to South Carolina. This hat has traveled. Yes. This is a well-seasoned, well-traveled hat. You can smell the... Actually, you can't smell anything. It smells good. But this is a serious... Tom Arnold, $200. $200. $200 from Tom Arnold for from this Liberty hat. From Liberty Claws himself. 
We're up to two hundred. Two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. BDSM guru has offered us green. Um, <laughs> Tom wins. I'll sign it too. Green is that what it? One dollar. Libertarian candidates offers one, one. Nigerian dollar. Um, Tom, Tom is which at two hundred. He Tom he is, is at two hundred dollars, and I'm not gonna lie, guys. One oh, libertarians say one trillion Zimbabwean dollars, which my understanding is that's markedly less than two hundred dollars. <laughs> um, so it looks as though we're gonna do. Oh, green was a typo. Um, <laughs> I thought he was offering us weed. That's what I, I mean. That was a valid. I mean, this is a libertarian show. Chris Spragans has offered one peso. What's what's up? Yeah, we're giving them time. We're giving them time. Um, everyone, although everyone is saying this is just Tom's the, hat. The, the Facebook people are really rooting are for saying, us to go to Tom's hat. Give it up. Arnold. This is Tom's hat. I mean, $200 for this hat. $200. So two- I think at this point, so we'll do the going once, going twice thing, but I think at this point everyone has heard. So right now the current outstanding bid is $200 for $200. this amazing hat. Someone bid in reverse for one hundred and seventy dollars and one cent. Again, we're we're at two hundred now. But thank you for your and everyone's saying Tom's hat. I love it. Everyone just keeps yeah, saying it's just, Tom's hat. It's Tom's. So if Santa doesn't get the <laughs> damn hat, you're a commie. That's valid. That's valid, Sarah. So BDSM Guru says two hundred and one dollars. Really? So we're at $201. $201 from BDSM Guru. If it gets to $250, I'll sign it too. If it gets to $250, my wife will sign it. Jay, Jay Adam, 300, oh, 300 yen. 300 yen, yeah. Never mind that. Everyone's arguing that it's still Tom's hat. <laughs> I hate, like, BDSM Guru wants this hat, Tom. He, he BDSM guru wants this hat one dollar more. <laughs> he wants it. Yeah, he 220. wants it. Two twenty. Tom Arnold titties. says two twenty. Tom is at two twenty. I swear, if someone comes back to two twenty one, I'm gonna laugh so hard. <laughs> so we're at two twenty for the hat, and I don't know if anyone heard, but my wife, the fantabulous wow, BDSM guru says two fifty. Done. Sign it and send it. You should have held out for more. Yeah, you should, should have held out for three. What's 1,200 uh, Thai bot? I have to now do extra. Hold on. I don't know what a Thai, what 1,200 Thai bot to you. That's $39. So like that's not. We've got $250 We've from got BDSM $250 Guru. from BDSM Guru. Tom, if you want Tom a wants hat a that your girlfriend kiss. has signed. You have to bid more than two hundred and fifty dollars. Your girlfriend being my wife. Uh, if you want, if you want this hat, I know people are 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 breaking down. Uh, two seventy five from Tom Arnold. Two seventy five from Tom Arnold. Two seventy five. Wow. Two seventy five. Two seventy five from Tom Arnold. Wow. These are the kind of bidding wars I like. These. <laughs> Oh God! Who who is no. this? Andrew Brown no. says two seventy five oh one. You have to actually no, you, buy the hat for to... this much, folks. Like no change accepted. 
Oh, are we only doing up to a single $1 amount? Yeah, my wife says only in... COVID time. Oh, um... BDSM Guru says two seventy six. I <laughs> Oh wow, someone's asking if they can get a lipstick kiss on the, the hat. How much is that gonna cost? Well people are 500? saying that for five hundred dollars my wife will lipstick kiss this hat, she just said. And a photo of it too, of me doing it. And a photo of her kissing the hat. This just got really like why did this become about you? <laughs> <laughs> like how did this and the price went up markedly after we did that so yeah. i know lipstick i you know it's kind of like whatever but so we're at what are we at right now 276 for this hat 276 280, 280 from tom from tom arnold from tom arnold this is going to be a long show because you guys are doing this four dollars at a time we are now going to do things because we'd like to go to bed we're doing things in I can I even say because then if someone says two eighty five, I'm going to say no. Um, Three hundred from Andrew Brown. Three hundred from Andrew. Three hundred dollars for this hat from Andrew Brown. This is. This is happening. Meg Jones says, "Sorry, Spike. We all have a crush on your wife and Sarah. I I see that." Um, oh. Uh, Derek asks, how much for Spike and Guy on left to lipstick kiss the hat? Listen, I, you could have that for free. I've, I mean, so we're, we're at two, we're at 300. Andrew Brown is at 300. We ask that you do this in $10 increments so that we aren't doing like 301 and 302 because it's 10 o'clock. I fully anticipated this wrapping up before this. So did I. So we are at Okay, so BDSM for- Guru is doing a backup of $300 that that if if Andrew falls through, they'll actually do 300. Keeping in mind again, and Sarah's not happy. Sarah so you is have not to go happy. home to that. Um she's not happy right now. And I'm not I mean I'm, I'd be lying if I said I was happy too because you know I love Tom. I but, love Tom. I, lo- I love Liberty Claws. He d- he does a lot for everybody. We love Tom. We love Liberty Claws. We hope that we one day get to have the show that we were hoping to have Tom do. But we also love money. And <laughs> this hat is at three hundred dollars right now. So we're at three hundred. So we, we have three hundred for Andrew Brown for with BDSM Guru Andrew Brown. It up. And if if no one wants to bid more for this hat, then the final bid and winning bid will be three hundred with a three hundred dollar backup by BDSM Guru. So that if uh, he doesn't if he doesn't pay uh, um, uh, if he doesn't pay then then uh, BDSM Guru will right paging Tom Arnold. 310. 310. <laughs> so, so we're at 310. We are at three, $310, $310 for this. BDSM Guru has a backup of 305. 310. Three, 310 for, for this. For this hat. Misty <laughs> says plus. sold. <laughs> I have no idea how to end this. I don't know how to end this. 315. 
315. BDSM guru has 315. We probably need to have like someone say call it. But this I don't know how to end auctions. I just realized this now that I don't know how auctions do like going once, going Everyone's twice. just oh. writing sold. Um yeah. so and someone's saying call it for Tom. Listen, I our our big our biggest bid is three fifteen, guys. Why is everyone saying sold? We because Facebook is on a bigger delay than YouTube. Oh gosh. Oh man. Um, no, that makes it even more complicated. Right now, we've had three main bidders. Uh, so it's at. So I I think so. Here's what we're gonna do. We're going to do the going once, going twice, and all that. But what we're going to do is that uh, um, BDSM Guru is going to have uh, the first bid if, if, if they get it at three fifteen, and if they right. if they don't follow it follow through, um, then uh, Tom will get it for three ten. Assuming that no one bids more, to Tom said three twenty, so. We are at three hundred and twenty dollars. Chris Fragan says, "Sell it to Tom, or I go Republican." <laughs> so, here is what we are going to do now. We're going to do the going once, going twice thing, and if Tom does, if we, if we, <laughs> Sarah is so, Sarah is very upset. If 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 Tom can get it at three twenty, and if if he doesn't, if he follows through. Then, then BDSM gets it at three fifteen, unless someone uh, bids higher. So we're gonna start it now. Going once, going, going twice. twice. Sold to Tom, to Tom Arnold. Arnold for three hundred and twenty dollars for this hat. And I will get Tasha to sign it too, right? Yes. Yes, Tasha's gonna sign it too. And Tom, oh come on. No. BDSM, no, we can't. We can't. We already said sold. So here's what we're gonna do. BDSM guru. If Tom falls through, then I, I know. I know. Yeah. If Tom, yeah, you, you also. We we were saying by ten. But if Tom, if Tom doesn't follow through, then BDSM guru uh, will uh, will 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 get it for three twenty. Now, fantastic news, folks. We have sold this hat. Next week. We're selling this hat. We're selling that. We're selling the Spike Cohen hat that's also signed by Matt Wright and Spike Cohen and has this sweet-ass Muddied Waters Media thing stitched on the back of it, and it's got Muddy Waters Media 2020 on it. So this is going I, to uh, be... I'm not so- going to lie to anybody. Don't think that's stitched on there. No? No, that's ironed on there. Oh. It's yeah. ironed on here. It looks stitched. I would right. have thought it was stitched. You can tell people it's stitched because they won't know. <laughs> There'd be no way of knowing. It looks like it's stitched. Until it peels off one so day. So <laughs> we will be, BDSM Guru, we will be uh, doing this one tomorrow or next week. Next um, week. So if if Tom doesn't fall through and you aren't uh, and you and you you aren't able to get it on the backup deal uh, for uh, for th- what, what are you at three for for I, I, you said three thirty but if if Tom can't do it at three twenty then you can do it at three twenty we're not going to do that to you uh, but right. if not then you can get the next one for next week and um, so congratulations to Tom Arnold my wife's going to go sign it right now and then we're going to get that straight to you 
Um, but uh, so that was fun. I was that went well, that and went, yeah, that that went well. So we're gonna do so that. What we might want to every do next week, time, we're gonna auction off stuff. We're gonna next auction week, off stuff. I'm auctioning uh, off this bottle of water that I have been suckling from for the better part of 24 hours, and I will so sign it. And it'll next come week, with we a may photo just want to get people to call drinking. in, <laughs> like try to do, maybe do a Zoom meeting for anybody that wants to be like part of it. Sure. If we can do that, yeah, you would yeah. know much better than I would. What you're saying, the Zoom, like the money Zoom? Right. Well, we do our show. And then at the end, anybody that wants to be part of the bidding, have them Zoom in. So that way there's no delay on anybody. Mm. I see what you're saying. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay. Well, then we're going to do that. Maybe. Maybe. So we'll see. Um, but so, guys, I'm going to bed now because it's 10. I'm definitely going to bed now. Uh, oh, I'm going to have dinner now and then I'm going to bed. Um, so be sure to tune in. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, I'll be doing more culture of winning interviews. They don't have a set schedule, but I'll be interviewing the more than a dozen libertarians that got elected across the country. Uh, stay tuned on that. Um, and we, uh, are also going to, um, uh, we're also going to be doing an episode of my fellow Americans very soon. And, uh, we're lining up guests. So we're going to be getting right back to my fellow Americans. And of course, be, uh, be sure to tune in next week. This is the fresh signature for Tom Arnold, uh, from my wife. Um, be sure to tune in next week, uh, right here at Tuesday night. Um, for uh, the Muddy Waters of Freedom where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the sweet little winter wonder babies that we are. And Matt, if someone were to find out more about the winter wonder babies on social media and on the internet, is that even possible? And how would they do that? Uh, it is possible. Uh, if you are one of the old school people who just really enjoy hearing the sweet buttery golden dulcet tones of our voice uh hey you can you can swing on over you can sign into muddy waters anchor.fm slash muddied waters hey guys and you can listen to all of our episodes you want to be free do you like freedom you can also leave us voice messages that we will play live on the air we'll play it on the you air for you hi donate money to us so we can continue to bring you this high quality entertainment that you have grown accustomed to you want the last four years you want liberty we can be free together but freedom's not free freedom's not free. freedom's never free so folks uh and thanks you can also find in. this in every episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Muddiedwatersmedia.com. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. Thank you for your bidding. We will see you next week with another thing that we're going to want you to give us money for. And uh, so be sure to tune in for that. And folks, have a great week. And where we're going, we don't need roads.